for all my people out there that got a job. Welcome back to another episode of Bree the Black Sheep. I'm your host, Bree the Black Sheep, the Black Bachelorette, self-proclaimed. Why? Because I don't want these niggas. These niggas want me. And we're back and joined by my best damn friend, D-Love. Say hi to the people, D. What's up, baby? D is back. And since I'm just feeling good, we are going to play another round of discretion. As you guys know, I try to get D to say a word without saying the main words to cue her or tip her off. And she's trying to beat her last score, which y'all have to tell us what it is because we don't remember. D, are you ready? I'm always ready. <laughs> We're going to put two minutes on the clock and go. This is. This is the thing that Black people play that causes so many fights. And I feel like you and your sister almost Space. Space. Um, yeah, you got it. You got it. Um, this is how they kept Black and white people from being in the same stuff back in the day. It's this word. Segregation. Yes, best friend. Segregated. This. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, think. What's Prince's favorite color? Oh, um, me you always. Okay, it's a movie. Me, you always do this when we're gonna leave each other. We do that. It's color that. purple. Color purple. Yes. Um, oh, oh, I was talking about her earlier. Her husband abused her. This is so crazy. We're gonna talk about her today. Famous singer. We're going to talk about her today. And Tina Turner. Okay, what's her famous movie called? It's a song. It's what's her love got to do with it? Yes. Um, they made a scary movie. They're the black people who made scary movie. They the Wayans brothers. Yes, get it. Cardi B has a song called "This" featuring City uh, Girls. I want. Oh, City Girls. Uh, oh shit! What's the what's the name? It's the, it's the thing that we all do when we, when we start twelve. Yes. Um, this is the this is the place that people who cooking they they cook at this place. They cook all the all the kitchen. Yes, but what is the whole building called? It's called the oh, cafeteria. You know, no, they're cooking illegal stuff there. Oh, fuck! Uh, they're cooking illegal stuff in this on the stove. Uh, uh, okay, but what is room? the whole building called? It's called this. It's it's uh pass, girl. Uh, um. Oh, when I tell you that your body looking, mm, it's all put together. It is. Mm. When you jack someone up, it's like it's called. Mm. Oh, you're not doing someone. good. Tight. Okay. Uh, uh. That's close. Slate. Mm, oh, it's another S word. Okay, pass. Um, when someone is coming at you, they being a little. Aggressive. No, they throw in some shade. Mm -hmm. uh, most black people are on this so they can get, they can eat. They get this if they broke to eat, be able Who's to eat. Yes. Oh, we only got a couple seconds. Oh, I was just talking about this earlier with the Wiz, but he's not even on the show. But but he's on the show. Jackson. No, what's the show called? I was talking about the Wiz. Wiz Kelly. Yes, but what is the show? 
time. It's too late. You didn't get it. I got it. I got no. it. You didn't get it. I did. I did. Trap. I was trying to get you to get the trap house. But they I couldn't say any of the words. I couldn't say nothing. And the other one was snatch. When your waist is snatched. I couldn't say waste. I was trying to tell you jack up snatch. God oh. damn. Uh, I think I, I did pretty good though. You didn't do it. Really, after. the ones that I don't be getting is because you are bad at explaining it. No, bitch. It just has every word that I can't say. Okay. Yeah, you just gotta gotta do better. You just you just didn't get no. You just gotta you gotta find you gotta expand your vocabulary because it's like five words. You you can't can't come up with no other words to help me guess. Major, you fucking failed English. First, okay, you know all through high school. I'm feeling a little frustrated right now. So can we please just get these nuts off? Because. When I tell you, <laughs> this bitch be pissing me off. <laughs> Let me get my nuts off real quick. <laughs> Got the first night that I have to get off. You guys, I haven't recorded in so long. Let me tell you why. I had to get oral surgery, and I mean for real surgery, and get three teeth removed. It was awful. Like, first of all, the doctor was horrible is this white dude he came in he did not say hi he didn't introduce himself he walked in spoke to his nurses behind me came and plopped himself in front of me and and pointed to the thing and said boom 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 this need to be taken out what you want to do literally didn't acknowledge me at all and mind you they just told me i had to pay a thousand dollars out of pocket for this surgery and couldn't even get the courtesy of of being introduced to the doctor he just walked in like boom it was it was awful. The procedure happened. And when I tell you for two weeks, I could not open my mouth. Like, I literally couldn't. I saw one of my homies at the park. Uh, shout out to you, Larry. Shout out to Larry and his wife, because they listen to my podcast every week. And I walked to the park, ended up seeing uh, one of my friends who listened to the podcast. And I could not speak. Like, I literally couldn't talk at all. I couldn't open my mouth for two weeks. So that's why I haven't been recording. And this brings me to the nut that I want to get off. The healthcare in the United States is ridiculous. It was $1,500 that my insurance paid and I had to pay $989 out of pocket. When you have to... $2,500? It was $2,500. That's what I'm saying. So like we shouldn't, for one simple minor procedure, we shouldn't be facing eviction or not be able to pay a whole bill. I saved up, but had I not saved up, that's like rent for one simple procedure. The healthcare here sucks. In other countries, that's like a thirty or forty dollar like expense. If not, they have free healthcare there. They can just go and get a teeth pulled. We have to sit in pain and be uncomfortable because it's rent or a procedure like that. That shit is ridiculous. I remember that one time yeah. we were at work and you had mouth pain. Do you remember that? Yeah, tooth pain. No, you were crying. It's no fucking joke. It's not like this was a cosmetic procedure. No, I had to get this shit. It's ridiculous. Healthcare needs to change here. Healthcare should be free for everyone. We shouldn't be in pain every day or trying to pay, I mean, have to pay our rent. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. Right. And let me just say on that, when I was crying, because I'm a a whole G out here, but I was crying because I was pregnant and I couldn't take, like, you know, when you're pregnant, you can't take, like, anything. So I just had to, like, suffer through that pain. It was so horrible. Like, they let you take Tylenol. And Tylenol is like the weakest medicine ever. 
Like that's all pretty much that you can take when you're pregnant. So having the this regular tooth pain is just you feel like you just want to die. So imagine yes. tooth pain and you can't do nothing about it. Like oh. I totally forgot that the last time I got my tooth pulled, I was pregnant. Remember, I was like eight and a half months pregnant. And they had to pull a tooth without giving me the drugs. It was the most painful shit I had ever endured. It was awful. Like, yes. And it was expensive as shit. But yeah, that was what happened to me this week. I had to get that nut off. The second nut I wanted to get off, y'all, snowfall. Snowfall is so good. That's actually what got me through the procedure and the days of pain. I got to watch snowfall for like hours on end. And I'm... Barely at the beginning of season three. I'm not caught up. But when I tell you this show is so damn good, it basically shows back in the day what happened when the government, because people don't know that the government is basically responsible for crack. The government brought cocaine down and and mass produced it to try to, quote unquote, give uh, give uh, Columbia or one of the, it was like basically a whole covert operation but the government is responsible for bringing coke coke here and when it got to the black neighborhoods they broke it down and made it into crack people didn't know how bad it was they were just trying to mass produce coke and this is what happened you put this high um grade drug into like poor ass neighborhoods and of course people are going to mass produce it if it's selling like that people are already miserable everybody's trying to survive Black people weren't given opportunities back then. They just all got on drugs. And it just shows you how it happens, how all these Black people got hooked and what it did to our people. And there, I remember I called D because they had showed, there was an episode where the main character, Franklin, goes to jail. And I called her and I was like in tears because it is dehumanizing the way that they treat people in jail. When I tell you, like, I've been to jail. <laughs> my ghetto ass went to jail for a day and it was nothing like what they experienced. It's almost like you can't even believe that because they did these low level crimes that they have to be treated this way. And I hate to use the word emasculate, but for men, I can now see why it causes so many issues and, and so many things are messed up with them when they get out because the way that they treat them in there, it's like less than, it's worse than slavery. It's like less than being an animal. They treat them like they are not human beings, like savages. Right. It's it's fucking terrible. And it's kind of traumatic to watch. I was in tears watching the shit. Also, shout out to Whitebone because her tweeting that she did not like this show is what let me know I was definitely watching the show. She who shall not right. be. Yes, Whitebone, because bitch, she's not Yellowbone. I don't know who she thought wanted that and why, but she tweeted that she just cannot get into this show and is anyone else. And the lead character, one of the lead characters, Jerome, who is Jerome in real life, he tweeted back, it's a black thing, you wouldn't understand. And I just- Oh yeah, yeah. You, you're talking about Danny Lay. Yeah. Name. We knew who, who I was talking about. Yeah. I didn't know who you was talking about at first, but I remember that tweet. Because <laughs> I laughed so hard at it. <laughs> if someone is, I mean, if a show is so black that a bitch like that who is a culture vulture can't get into it, it's all for me. It's all for me. So, Snowfall. It's a good fucking show. It's so fucking. It's a great show. <sighs> My last night, 
if you are naive enough to think that a relationship like Saweetie and Quavo's was actually a healthy and good relationship and that they were actually going to be together and it was healthy, then you were just like me because <laughs> I'm fucking heartbroken. <laughs> me too. I thought I was going to make it, bitch. I shed a couple of tears. Like, wait, what? Okay. It was I was, I was <laughs> that sad, but I was, I was surprised. Like, I was taken back that they were not. And I'm like, we know who his brother is. We know who he is. Of course, this is going to happen. But for some reason, I just thought that they were different. Like she really saved space for him. Yeah. I thought I thought he was he was like the good one out the bunch. I was like, oh yeah, he really different. He way different than offset. <laughs> but yeah. he was just a little more uh covert. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he cheated respectfully. I was like, Hold on, what? He was respectfully smarter. He probably was just smarter. Yeah. Cause I mean, still, I mean, as far as I know, still. I don't know a female that's come out and said, like, yeah. A woman. He was messing with me. Whatever. <laughs> um, uh, I said what I said, bitch. You lost me a female. Are we on here? Are we on here to goddamn be... Are you a fucking English teacher now? Are we doing... Oh, uh, please. No, you didn't. Just tell me English. earlier that I didn't know English. And now... I did. I don't think that's on the recording, though. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I don't think they have evidence. <laughs> I was going to tell him to take that out. <laughs> don't take it out. That's I feel backfired on me. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, his, wait, his did response. you say a woman? A woman. Did you say a woman? Yes, a woman. Okay. So me saying female and you saying woman, what is it? Because it still got a uh, male reference in it. So what is it? What females degrading men say female to try and degrade women? You, it's the way they say it. It's the way they say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I see her lips tremble. I hate her. <laughs> Anyways, it was Quavo's response that got me. I was like, okay, yeah, he's he. That's when I was over it. The moment he responded and put that dumbass shit, I was like, oh, okay, I'm done. I'm never going to romanticize the hood. Not even hood. I'm not never going to romanticize a celebrity relationship ever because I'm always want hood love. Black love, hood love. Hood love. Is that good love? That good, good love. But yeah, niggas are trash and it is what it is. Which we going to segue into the next thing because those are all my nuts of the week. And you guys, I have been called to talk to you this week about this subject. I know everyone has heard about the Derrick Jackson and his wife situation. We want to touch on that just so we can get to what this is really all about, because I know that this has been like the spectacle and the craziest thing to you guys, but what this really, for me indeed, just like boils down to is emotional abuse. Because even if it seems like a woman is willing and okay with the things that are happening, emotional abuse and abuse period always comes down to one person holding the power and the control in a relationship. And it's always very obvious. Even with the like T.I. and Tiny relationships where T.I., I I mean, Tiny completely sticks by him. There's still only one person who's holding the power and you see it, you know it, you can tell. 
And the different, like, I want to pull back the different layers of what we really saw when we watched the video. What was your take on on what was happening when you watched Derek and his wife? Okay, so when I first, you know, seen them, I just thought that she was just completely checked out. Like, I just, you know, first video, she's just sitting there. He, he's talking, they're holding hands. She's just nodding with him in agreement, And, you know, then I was just like, okay, she's definitely, this is some kind of, abuse like emotional abuse I mean the fact that she was just you know sitting there and like uh, agreeing with everything I was just like okay she and the way that she looked I just felt like okay no she's she's it's, it's something going on here I don't think it was I never thought it was physical but I definitely thought it's like um emotional or you know mental like she's mentally abused that that was like my first take on it yeah the first I, video I seen Mine was completely different. I watched it and felt almost like she had a passive aggressive vibe, but like almost aggressive with it. Like, this is my relationship. This is what we've been through. And like, I'm fine with it. Like, chill the fuck out. Like, I'm good. It was like, yes, I do believe she's like almost being brainwashed and thinking it like not brainwashed because I think she's being brainwashed. And, and by like religion, not because religion is is the cause of this, because, you know, I think religion can be a great thing. I think the way that they're using it is brainwashing her to believe that this is just what like her relationship is what she's going to be in, period. Her marriage mm-hmm. is it. This is my marriage. And there is nothing that my husband's going to do the way I'm going to leave him because I have friends. Right. Like I have friends who are so like passionate about being married that if their husband were to treat them right because i don't think it's from my take i don't think that this man just walks around belittling her making her feel horrible i think he's pretty decent in the the facade no matter if there's bad days i don't know what's going on i think he's pretty decent to her and i think that's enough for her to feel like whatever else he's doing is totally fucking fine and i feel Mm -hmm. like this whole video was kind of saving face but i didn't think that he was holding her hand, looking at her like, you better say the right thing. I think he was holding no. her hand, looking like, we're in this together. No, I didn't think. Like, like go ahead, babe. Go ahead, D. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't th- I didn't think it was like to, to that extent. But after I watched, she came out with a couple more videos afterwards. And, you know, hearing her talk about religion and, you know, he, um, you know, you guys want to talk about gossip. I want to talk about the gospel. I was like, okay, she's a hardcore Christian, you know, like. I have nothing against Christianity and Christians. You know, my my grandparents are very yes, strong Christians. Wait, wait, let's put that out there. I will, because you know, I'm not religious, but he is religious. I'm I'm a very spiritual person. My family is religious. We're not saying that anything is wrong with Christianity or the Bible, or it, we're not speaking against that. We're speaking on the manipulation of the Bible. Go ahead, D. Yeah, so from her saying, you know, the, those things, I, I just kind of felt like she was using that as a, I guess, kind of like a cover, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, one thing that I have, <clears throat> I'm not going to say, like, issue, but one thing that kind of bothers me with very strong Christians, and I, I feel like I can speak on this because I grew up in the church. My mom dated a pastor, which is, you know, part of the reasons why I feel the way I feel about uh, Christianity uh, at certain points. Very hardcore Christians tend to be 
judgmental and pick and choose things out of the Bible that they want to um, agree uh, with. Uh, yeah, uphold. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, like gay instance, marriage, like gay people. Yes. For for instance, with, with gay marriages, you know, yes, that's, that's in the Bible that that's wrong. The Bible also states you're not supposed to have premarital sex. Most most Christian, strong Christian they out here, they 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 have that. So it's kind of like, you know, picking and choosing from from what. So if you're, you know, strong Christian, I'm not knocking anybody's faith, but um, you know, you can't pick and choose what you choose to uphold and what you don't. Like, okay, I'm this is okay, but oh no, this is just totally bad because it's you know, from what it says, one no sin is greater than the other. So then, you know, it's it's people personally, I guess how they interpret it and, and what they choose to okay, well yeah, that's no, that's just totally not acceptable versus, you know, something else that's okay, well that's not as bad. That's that's so, what doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So I just feel like, you know, like when I when I heard her saying that I was just like, okay, she's one of those stronger Christians, the, the you know the Christians that you know they continue to bring you know God in and and the devil and you know the this evil spirit was on him and the only person that can save him is God, which is true to a certain extent because you you're not going to do anything to make him you know change his mind. But yeah, like I said, you know it's not enough to Christianity because you know my grandparents are are they've been in church all my life. Uh, growing up, I was in the church and. Like I said, my mom dated the pastor, but um, that's just one thing that I that I kind of that kind of just throws me off. So like when I heard her saying that, and you know, just being a, you know, you see this, you see a bonnet, I see the helmet of protection, and you know, salvation, and like she was very passionate about it. I was just like, okay, okay, but and and that's the thing because Dee was telling me about the bonnet thing and. I was like, no, it's a hat. And I, it irks me because I can't stand when everybody focuses so much on women, especially black women and our hair. It's like you, you have to look a certain way. You have to go to work and look a certain way. You got to be professional. You got to. It's like, can we just exist and be OK? Like, can I just have a bonnet or or a hat and, and be modest? Yes, girl, that's fine. But you knew where you were like, like yes. this time you knew what was <laughs> going on and it's weird as right. fuck that you came looking like that and he looked how he looked mm-hmm. yeah i just yeah I, I just felt like you know we we already knew it's like i already knew that people were going to be looking Thank at you, yes looking at a reason to to blame her. So just for this particular, even if you dress like this all the time, you know that you're going to be critiqued by these millions of people that are going to be trying to justify why he cheated. At least make yourself look presentable. And I'm and I'm not I'm not saying just have your hair deal with bundles down your back. That doesn't make you that's not what makes you beautiful. You could have had your natural hair in a fro, just something like you just came on here just looking so just oh, I was just like so she just didn't give a fuck she just didn't care at yeah. all like actually yeah you're right less defeated and more who fu- that's what makes me think it was passive aggressive it was like I ain't gonna impress y'all I, it was so defensive that it was like it's like it's like when you don't even it's like if you ask someone, are they gay? And they're just like, who's gay? Why would I say like, it's like, why are you so aggressive about if you found with your marriage? Why didn't you and your husband just come on here real 
chill yourselves. It's like she went out of her way to show people, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, it, it was, it right. was, this is how I look. It's my husband. And, like, yeah, it was her mannerisms yeah. and almost the way she was coming at the camera, like, and, and like, like y'all got to understand, like, this is what happens and we just going to get through it. It was like a very weird, it was a very weird energy. And I don't want to shift the narrative to her at all because this is not about her. And what I want y'all to understand about abuse and abusers is that there is no blame for it. It don't matter if she looked great one day and it was ugly the next day. It don't matter if she gained 500 pounds. There is never a reason to be like manipulative abusive, cheating, lying. There's never a reason to do it. Never. It doesn't matter how long this woman stays, how many times she took him back, what she allows him to do. She will never be the blame for him being abusive because what we have seen to be true in his conversation is the things that I'm going to talk about today. The two points that I want to make is manipulation and gaslighting. I want to teach these two things today so everyone can understand and he did them perfectly in this, this whole spectacle of a scene that we have seen. So the one, the first thing that was very off to me was the fact that he continued to talk about himself in third person. That struck a chord with me because if you ever watch Love and Hip Hop, um, Huntsville, wait, Love and Hip Hop, what is it called? Married, Love and Marriage, Huntsville. There's a man on there, Martel. He talks in third person when he's talking about him doing his dirt as well. Derek was like, yeah, and if, if she chooses to take back Derek Jackson for his actions, it's like, why do y'all do that? If you, I would never in my mind think to talk about myself in third person when I'm talking about cheating on my husband. And if this right. had been her talking, would the narrative have still been the same? Like, would it have still been, we just got stuff to work on. We just got to get through this marriage. No, if she had cheated like this, it would have been like, this God-fearing man deserves better. It would never be right. the narrative to think that there was some devil or some spirit within him that that needed to be changed. Like it was there right. were too many odd signs to me. But the one that stuck out the most was the third person. What stuck what stuck out for you? Oh, let me hit my button. Uh, you smoking already. What stuck out for me? Like that. Where did you <sighs> let me let me yeah, what 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 stuck out for me? I don't know. I just felt like he's just a, a fast talker. Like I, I just I don't watch his. Yeah, I don't watch his videos. Like you know, he's like a pick me dude for the women. You know, pretty much because I did go back and look at some of his videos. You know, after all this came out, and he's just basically talking about you know a guy's not interested in you if he did this. Don't put up with this type of behavior, and which yeah, yeah, it's true, but. It's hypocritical because the whole time that you're preaching this shit, you're doing it to your wife. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It just seems like, okay, well, now that we know that he's full of shit, you know what I'm saying? So he's a big hypocrite. So when I watched the, you know, them and just, it's just everything that he was saying, like, I was just like, okay, he's just a smooth talker, charmer, whatever. Like, you know, it just seemed like he just had it all just thought out just you know yes. and Jackson's gonna make mistakes and you know but blah 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 and holding accountable and you know it, it really didn't look good for him because the same shit that he was doing he was talking down on this particular pastor I can't remember his name but Shade Room on Instagram called him out when they were on the live and they were like well why did you 
go in so hard on so-and-so if you were doing the same thing? He was like, that's a great question. A great question. No, it's not. It's not, not a great question know. for you. <laughs> right. Like, who is it? Nigga, it's we're basically great. asking you why you... Hey. Hey, that's a great question for Derrick Jackson. Derrick Jackson, you take it away? <laughs> Nigga, we're talking to you. <laughs> Nigga got lost in the third person. <laughs> like, what? But yeah, I guess, yeah, that's what probably stuck out to me that I just felt like, you know, watching him, like, okay, he just full of shit. Like, so clearly the, your, your actions have shown that. The biggest thing that I want to say about manipulation is the word, like what it really means to be sorry and apologetic, because if someone is sorry or apologetic or remorseful and continues to do whatever they're remorseful for, that's manipulation. If you are mm-hmm. sorry without changed behavior, you're manipulating someone because it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how big the apology is. And, and the thing was, he took his wife on there and did he ever apologize? Did he go on there? And tell it like I'm really sorry to you right now. Or did he just explain why he did it? And that they yeah, were yeah. I think he just it. he was just explaining, and he worked yeah worked past it. So he probably apologized to her privately because let's not forget that they were saying or the what they were trying to say was that this is something that we've already been working through. Like she's already aware of this, and we're y'all are just now finding out about it. But she already knew this and forgave me, and we're working through it. But you still didn't do a public apology. You know what I'm saying? You just just because you feel like y'all worked that out or whatever. Like, no, it still wasn't. No, it wasn't an apology. He never apologized. And that's the weird part, too, because it's like you making all these videos. Then you say you got caught cheating. You still making these videos like you perfect. You still calling out other people and you never telling anyone that you were actually doing it. Like, it's like it's. It's like, that's why it's fraud. That's why it's all, like your fraud is fuck, you're fake. And mm-hmm. the thing that gets us the most is that after this video where he sat with his wife holding her hand, saying that they had already been through this, boom, the text messages come out that show he's still talking to the woman he was cheating with and begging her and telling one her. One of them. One of them, right. There, right. Yeah, there, there were more than one. So my point is not to rehash their marriage and blah, blah. My point is to talk about what manipulation truly is and how it affects women, because there's like a silent war on women. And there's plenty of women who are in these relationships and are in abusive households. And don't get me wrong. It happened. It happens to men, too. But it's culturally acceptable for men to do this. It's culturally okay for men to get away with doing this. And when you come out about it, as long as your man ain't beating your ass, people will kind of be like, you know, work on it or work through it. And his wife is very adamant about working through it. So the fact that he went through this, said all this, charmed us and told Shade Room thank you and and covered this whole thing and God is with him and then continued to do what he was doing. It's like, this is what I this is what I'm talking about when I say manipulation. It's manipulating to make people believe you are, are one way or doing one thing, then make a quote unquote mistake, apologize for it, and then continue to do it. And it's upsetting me and my homegirls. It is upsetting me, my homegirls, girl, all of us. It's like we, I'm at a whole ass about to be 30 years old. And of all the 10, in 10 relationships I've been in, I have probably been, they have all probably been abusive. Honestly, if it wasn't like physical 
horrible abuse. It was some type of abuse because women are manipulated in a way that we don't even realize. It starts small. It's a norm. It becomes a norm. norm. Yeah. Even when you talk to other men who know that they did it. I had a friend who talked to her dad and told her dad everything that her boyfriend was doing. He was horrible. He was her dad was like, you know, he's still young. And at that age, we do do stuff like that. You just gonna have to grow in him. And she really believed that at a certain age, he'll just stop. No, because abuse is a mentality. It's not an age limit. It's a mentality. Abusers truly believe they have power and control over their partners. They truly feel Mm -hmm. like that. If you ever are in a relationship and you feel like you don't have free will in your own eggshells with your partner, you know, well, he may not beat my ass if I go somewhere, but if I go somewhere, it's going to start a fight. He's going to get so angry. I don't even want to go through that. So I'm just going to not go out. I'm just going to not take pictures. I'm just going to not wear them shorts. I'm just, that's abuse. You're in an emotionally mm-hmm. abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so sad because there's a lot of men who are abusive and controlling or act like your daddy and still be your son. You got to take care of them. You got to pay all the bills. You got to pay for their shit, but they your daddy. Like you, your daddy's son. They your daddy's sons. Like on God, Mm -hmm. they will control you in every aspect and still want to be taken care of like a child. And it's disgusting to think that someone feels that entitled to that much power over another person because they were born a man. Like, that's fucking crazy to think about. And people will excuse it because at the end of the day, you have a man. Mm-hmm. Yes, but let's also, I know you you acknowledge it, that we are aware that men go through it as well. We're not saying it like, you know, that it's just more common with women. It's more common and it is culturally acceptable because... When it's women and men who speak out about this, they're the 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 pushback for men are is abusive like relationships because there's men who can be in abusive relationships with women and people are like, you're stronger than her. How can you be the one being abused? Like, right. There's men who are like, I've talked to men because this is the field I work with. I've talked to men who are vets and know that they could never put their hands on their wife because you know, they've been through some shit. They don't want to. So their wives are like beating on them, hitting on them, trying to control them. That's still, I mean, that's still abuse. And a lot of that shit doesn't get taken seriously because at the end of the day, you're a man, handle that shit. So yes, Mm -hmm. you're right. It can happen that way. It's just that, especially like emotional abuse or when women are acting a certain way, other people will be like, nigga, move on. Or they'll support men more than women will get support if their husbands or partners are doing it. A lot of people think, Uh If this is happening to you, it's somehow your fault or you have to work through it. A lot of people push women to stay in relationships like this because it is like our goal to have someone. And Mm -hmm. to be married. So the one thing that I wanted to to like really key in on was manipulation. And the second thing that I really want to talk about was gaslighting. Gaslighting, I feel like is a new term, but it has been happening forever. It is when someone makes you basically question your sanity. Like they really try to tell you like a blue ball is red. And you're like, I love this nigga. There's no way he would be lying to me. But you see that like that blue ball is blue. And they're like, no, nigga, that blue ball is red. That's gaslighting. When something happens and they really try to convince you that that's not what it is. Prime example, Derek Jackson was telling the woman he was texting that the whole time him and his wife were not even together. Like he's lying, but then making her, the, this woman feel like she's crazy when she's seeing all this shit happen. 
if you read his messages, he's he's like he is showing all the characteristics of being emotionally abusive because it's like, you know, and can very well have evidence proven against you that you're wrong, but you still want to put have this power and control the situation. So you're not going to let up. Abusers will not let up. It will dead ass convince you that whatever happened, happened. Like if you already recording somebody in a conversation, they're gaslighting you. Mm-hmm. You if you mean if you if you have to record them. Yeah. Like if you ever feel the need to record your husband or your partner or your wife. They're gaslighting you. If your wife's been cheating on you and you swear up and down that she said she was going to do this or nothing, she's like, that didn't happen. I never said that. That's gaslighting you. It's like lying, but also making you think that you thinking that was crazy. Like, I can't believe mm-hmm. you. Thinking. It's it's crazy, but a lot of abusers do it. Like they really, they they take advantage of how loving you are or the fact that you will be here regardless. And they make you think you're crazy. So they never have to take accountability. I'm never going to be accountable right. to be the bad person. So I'm going to convince you that you were crazy to even think that shit. Uh, or uh, yeah, it's like deflecting, you know, deflecting. We, give oh, a, uh, we give a, we give a situation. I seen a meme and I, and you know, it was funny, but I can, I feel like I can use this as an example because it said like uh niggas will repeat back the most the unimportant part of the, the conversation. She was like, I can't believe you cheated and you bought that bitch a sprite. He was like, Ain't nobody bought that bitch no sprite. Like the whole conversation was talking about cheating, but you're gonna make you're gonna take that part because you know you didn't get her a sprite and you're gonna flip the whole thing. I can't believe you think I would take my money and spend my money on somebody else. How do you really feel about me? That's how you feel about me. You think I'll be yes. out there doing that and it's yeah, it's just twisting it to make you question or to to basically silence you or be scared to say something because you think you're crazy or you think you so you start questioning your own self and like am I tripping is this is this really a a big deal is this you know or it just makes you feel like you know like you're crazy like so it it pushes you into like the crazy silence let me just not say anything about it because I already know it's gonna get and you're aware that it's gonna get flipped you know, because I think gaslighting, we see it, or we 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 know what they're doing, but we don't realize it. It's like, I already know he's going to flip this around some kind of way. It's like, we just have to open our eyes more. Like, we we can clearly see that shit. See, and it's crazy because there's a lot of women who, yes, like you said, they'll see it. They'll know it. And it's like, well, why won't you leave? Or why won't you get upset? Because it's almost like you want to, to plead your case and get them to to understand where you're coming from. It's it's very hard. Even if you know they're wrong, when they do bring those little situations up or they, you almost spend the time trying to like defend yourself. It's like, fuck, I did mess up on the Sprite thing. So let me convince you. Okay, well, no, I don't think that about you. But like, it then it becomes a whole snowball about them. And I mean, like you and, and how you feel about them versus the whole what they stuff, actually did. What they actually yeah. did. Kenya from Housewives of Atlanta is perfect at this. Kenya is the biggest deflection. She'll sit up there and do a friend so dirty. And then you're like, well, that's not good. Like, that's not nice to you. That's not being a good friend. And then she'll be like, so so you don't think I'm a good friend? And then you'll spend a whole season on trying to convince her you do want value her friendship. And then she's like, 
well, you just got to get better at showing me your friendship. Meanwhile, she right. performed your whole surprise engagement. And you're like, wait, <laughs> that's what, what we were upset about. Like, All right. Gaslighters are great at it because you love them so much that you want to plead to them that you love them and that you want to make this right. Meanwhile, they're just fighting for whatever they want. You fighting for y'all mm-hmm. and they're fighting for them. So who's fighting for you? Mm-hmm. Right. Nobody like you get so caught up in that. And what I want people to understand that there is no blame that can ever be on the woman. I know we talked about her bonnet, her stand, her enabling. There will never it will never be her fault that he's abusive because you can leave an abuser. People are like, well, if he was abusive, you should have left. That doesn't solve the problem of an abuser being an abuser. If you leave them, they can move on to the next abuser. Chris Brown beat up Rihanna. She left him or she went back. Y'all said it was her fault. Then she left him, moved on to Carucci. What did he do? He kept abusing. I don't think him losing the love of his life changed him from being an abuser because it's a mentality. Like, I'm going to stop saying men because abusers feel entitled to control and power over their partner that they literally don't value their partner. Like, I don't care Mm -hmm. about your feelings when it comes to me having this power. I love you Mm -hmm. as support to who I am. But if you don't, that's why, that's why I used to say, like, I used to get upset because I used to say, like, men don't care about me once they start, or not even me, men don't care about women once they're not attracted to them anymore, or once they don't want them anymore. And a lot of times it can be true because the whole time they wanted you based on how you made them feel. Like, do you love who I am or do you love how I make you feel? Because as long as you love me for a benefit to you, you will never value me and my feelings. And it's a mentality mm-hmm. because- it's culturally acceptable for men to follow their own dreams, go out there, get the bacon as it was in the old times. Me and Dee was talking about that. She was saying like, that was like a whole thing. That was a whole mentality. Men were mm-hmm. able to go out and women were not allowed to. So, right. Women just had to be basically to have that supportive role. They didn't have a voice to, you know, say anything or show their intelligence me and my youngest son's father, we just talked about this, you know, and we were just saying, I was like, he was saying, you know, men were the ones to get out and, you know, they were smart. Not as if women were dumb, but I said no, because women didn't even have the ability to speak out, to show their intelligence, because that wasn't their quote unquote role. You know, their role was just to take care of home. The man is going to go out and make and provide for the household. And you're just going to sit here and cook and clean and take care of the children. Like anything else, your opinion is not needed. It's it's not wanted or needed. That's how it was back then. But now that times have evolved and we, we as women have rights, we are put in these situations where we can show how intelligent we are, how that we can take these powerful positions that have been held by men for so long because we are just like that. And, you know, it's nothing wrong with, I think a lot of women, the, the goal is for them to be married. Yeah. So meaning, um, you know, putting up with whatever. Like, if I get married, the man that I marry, you are my partner. I, I don't want you looking down to me or feeling like, you know, I just need to sit back and take whatever because if I'm in an abusive marriage, I'm not sticking around with, with that. We need to, we, we, we're partners. We're, we're not, one is not, superior to the other and I think that's why that's one of the things that you know from the old times that men try to stick with but times have changed 
and men are not the same. A lot of men, you know, they want this, oh, you know, back then that, you know, we was treated like kings. Okay, well, they were doing more then. They were actually going out and the only thing the woman had to do was take care of the household. But now, if you want to be treated like that, then you need to be acting like that and, and doing like that. But it's still allowing me to have my independence now because that's my right now. You know, back then they probably just did it because that's all they could do. And there's women out here now that want to be, that, that have no problem with doing that. I'm not that person. I don't ever want to fully depend on someone else because just like you can provide for me, you can take that away from me at any moment. And that's my thing. Even if, like a testament to what you said, even if they're kings and they want to be treated like kings, it's like when you go out and you work, if, if my nigga goes out and he makes, he's a doctor, he make all this money. And then I go home. I mean, he bring the money home. He like, it's enough for us to survive on. I take care of everything at home. Why is the fact that we're still putting in the same amount of work? If not, even people think that going, being a doctor, of course, let's just say he was a businessman. There are jobs that you can make good money and it's not really that hard. Being at home with your kids is a job. People don't realize that being a stay-at-home mom is a job. It's a job to have to have patience for these children and be the only one at home. So for me, I don't see you making the money and providing the roof and then me doing everything under the roof as the reason why you should be above me. If we both doing half the work and you were just the one with the money and I'm doing the inside... You should not have all of the control. We should, it should be a partnership. Right. That's what, yes. I, because when they're saying treat me like kings, it's still basically let me be above you. Let me run shit. Let me do this. That's why masculinity mm-hmm. for me socially, it's so toxic because mm-hmm. it should just be partnership. The fact that you have a dick should not matter because nine times out of 10, when women make the most amount of money in the household, she don't come home and treat her husband like shit. And most mm-hmm. men, you don't see most of the time that the man is doing everything inside the house and sitting there living off the woman. It's very rare. And even when that happens, you don't just see women. Not all the time, because I know it happens. Now, listen to this and think that I'm saying that women don't do it. I know that it happens, but it's not common for you to see it happen the way it's common. I mean, way it's acceptable for men to do it. If a man goes and makes all this money, like I'm telling you just even now, D maybe would feel different. Jen would feel different. But my other friends are just people I talk to, my mama, whoever. If I met a lawyer or a doctor right now and he completely took care of me and my kids, put us in a mansion. And the only th- the problem was that he was emotionally abusive or he downed me or treated me like, oh, I-, I took care of you. But he treated me pretty good, but he degraded me. Everyone would be like, girl, you get to live rich. You gonna really complain? They would be totally mm-hmm. okay with me suffering because I quote unquote made it or because this man saved me, which is brings me to another point. This is why relationships with a huge age gap disgust me because it's always about power and control. Even if it's an older woman with a 20 year old man, it's always mostly about power and control. The fact that you get someone so young that you can tell what to do. That's why a lot of these men who be like this, these women's grandpa's age, they be controlling the fuck out of them what was that i just watched a show on um it was on the same channel as like marriage in in huntsville and this lady married this older man she was like a southern belle she was dope remember i told you about that show and they talked like uh kiki they had accents i think that's from Mm -hmm. Mississippi. yes and they was but they was rich 
One of the girls married this old ass man. I mean, grandpa age, maybe grand, great grandpa. And she seemed to be like she was in her 20s, maybe 21, 22. She was really like trying to like this old man. Like, uh, obviously, she was with him for the money, but she liked him and she was trying to do right by him. But he was literally her daddy. She would call. She was doing a business deal with another woman at dinner. And he was like, you had a business deal. Oh, I'm pulling up. He pulled up on them. Talk to them like these. Like, don't y'all ever children act like this and do a business deal without me. Like he came like her daddy and talked to her like that. That's why those Mm -hmm. dynamic dynamics disgust me, because if you have to have power and control over someone to feel good about the relationship, that's not healthy. It shouldn't be like that. You should value your partner and allow them freedom. If they cheat or do something wrong, they then they were just going to do that. Trust and communication is key. And I remember Mm -hmm. I listened to a a clip of Tammy. Tammy was speaking, dog, like. Tammy was was saying all the right things. If you listen to her take on this, she said all the right things. Like, um, but she said the only standard for a relationship is a healthy relationship. That's the standard. Like, it should not be the bare, I mean, it should be the bare minimum that you respect me. Like, it, mm-hmm. the issues I deal with shouldn't be cheating, getting my ass beat. That's not, that shouldn't even be near the standard of what I'm doing. Like, it should just be healthy. And then the little issues we have Oh, we're going to argue over we need a spare bedroom or we're going to argue over if you can get a man cave. Those should be issues like emotional and physical abuse is not something that two people can work through. Marriage counseling. That's why we don't recommend marriage counseling when there's abuse in a relationship, because marriage counseling won't work. There's only one abusive partner. Yeah, you both got flaws. You both got things you need to work on internally. But if you come in together trying to fix things when one person is abusive they need to work on being abusive before you can ever have a healthy relationship together. Marriage mm-hmm. counseling can never work when one person truly believes their existence is above the other. Right. It just don't work. That's and it's, it's really sad because for me, emotional abuse has such a, a lifelong toll which is why I'm going to make my next point because Tina Turner this week was talking about how the 20 years of abuse she dealt with, well, I Turner, like all of the things she's done in her life these past like 50 years, because, you know, she's like in her 70s or 80s. None of that, none of the good outweighs the bad. She said that none of what she's accomplished, all the things she's done, the songs, the traveling can overcome how traumatized she was in her early years of her life. That's why I call it like a war on women because some of these relationships are so abusive and so detrimental to women. And we are groomed as women. This is why I'm making the difference because as women, we are groomed to believe that we, that this is okay. It was just legalized in the eighties, 1980s, every single state legalized. I mean, it made it illegal to beat your wife just in the 80s. People do not know that. That means before that, it was completely legal to beat your wife inside of a marriage. Like, mm-hmm. so she went through so much and dealt with with like so much turmoil that like nothing she did later ever overcame how she was dealt with. So even if you think your partner isn't beating your ass or dealing with that, the emotional abuse you deal with can literally haunt you the rest of your life. I know I have literally been in relationships where it haunted me forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I was definitely in a 
relationship like that and the the things that I went through it's like you know I still can I still think like that sometimes even just unwillingly or unknowingly just you know that that's stuck with me you know like being insecure but yeah insecurities and you know stuff that was just brought on by the things that he told me you know that I wasn't, you know, shit or I, I couldn't do better. So after dealing with somebody for years and them telling you that you start to believe that, that maybe I don't deserve better, maybe this is the best that I can do. When you know deep down, I do deserve better than this. I know I can find better than this, but it's the the love that you have for them. And then eventually, you know, that brainwashing, it, it makes you start to believe that. So from when I finally exited that relationship and started dating again, you know, I would have guys be like, how do you not know, like, you're this pretty or, you know, your your body is this beautiful. And that's just years of me having to unlearn or unthink the, all those negative things that he said about me, all the emotional and sometimes physical abuse that I, that I dealt with for years. You know, I can't just turn that off, you know, because I jumped in somewhere else, you know, things he would say like, you know, niggas just want to fuck you and they, they'll never want to be with you. I started to believe stuff like that. Like, you know, I didn't even want to allow myself to date. Like, I don't I don't even want to, you know, be in contact with with guys because they just want this this one thing. And I had to that fucked me up for a while. Not, you know, and, and when I was in it, I didn't I didn't realize how deep it was until I got away from it. And I looked back and I'm like, how did I even allow myself to put up with that for so long? Or how did I even start to believe that, you know? <clears throat> so it's definitely, I, you know, I've been in a situation like this. So I, I get, you know, how, how hard it is it's and really, how, how much it fucks you up. That's what I was literally about to say. It's really fucked up because my first, so maybe like more than 10 years ago, who I lost it to was cheating on me and my best friend. And when I confronted him about it, he was like, yeah, she had ass and you don't like, and that narrative played in my head, my, in the rest of my life. It wasn't until recently when I got quote unquote, like a little ass that I felt comfortable in myself because I always determined my worth by the fact that he said that to me. It was like, yeah, of course I cheated on you, bitch. You wouldn't mm-hmm. shit. And even it doesn't matter how many people can tell me how good I look. Even now, I still feel like that girl who got cheated on because she had no ass. And it's like, mm-hmm. it sounds so stupid, but that type of shit, it fucks you up. And it makes me want to cry mm-hmm. thinking about my daughters hearing just the wrong thing and never being able to take it out their head. Because even when I right. tell myself, bitch, you do look good. Who cares? You do get guys. You do like you get everything you want or need or ask for. In my head, I still see that girl. Because who would ever tell someone that if it wasn't true? Who would ever right. do that to someone? But abusers do it to you. They really mm-hmm. fuck you up. Like they really mess you up. And I talked to, to one person. It was a guy, actually, because his partner was completely abusive to him and was older than him. So he really didn't. You know, it was just a cute. I was I, I had an older chick, but she was extremely abusive to the point where like hearing his story made me changed so much of what I had been thinking and and preaching because I'm like it really can happen from women too it truly can 
Um, but she would say little shit that would degrade him or, or talk about his weight. And he was like, you know, that's not that big a deal because, you know, my parents are, or my family would do shit like that. Like, that's not abuse. They love me. It's still abuse. There's parents mm-hmm. who love the fuck out of their kids and they, they call their kids fat ass or they call their kids big head or they call their kids like it's still abuse, it's, especially if mm-hmm. it's affecting your kids and they fucked up from it. It's still abuse. Mm-hmm. That shit that you do, that moment where you make them feel less than human for whatever they couldn't control in that moment is dehumanizing your child. That's fucking your child mm-hmm. up. Abuse is not love. You can love your child all day, but that shit right there will still be abusive. Like, mm-hmm. and be aware because we all do that shit. I remember I sent Dia a message that I sent to someone and she was, and I was like, I feel like I'm being gaslit and I feel like I'm being manipulated. And she was like, uh, bitch, I think you is gaslighting him and I think you are being manipulated. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really took. I was like, listen to what you're saying. I was like, you know, no, I, I, I couldn't see it. And she couldn't see why I felt like that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, and that's why I think it's so true to have somebody that's going to be honest with you at all times, because just like we're best friends. We do not always have to agree on something. We do not have to always mm-hmm. be on each other's side. But that's that's the dynamic of of having a true best friend. I'm not going to agree with you on everything. When you're wrong, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. I'm not going to just make you feel better about the situation. Yeah, this this fucked up thing might have happened. But what what part did you play in it? That's important to Mm -hmm. have somebody to let you know to hold yourself accountable as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we have fucked up shit happen to us all the time. But then sometimes you have to sit back and think like, did I really, am I, am I egging this on? Am I, does this have to do with me or is this completely, you know, separate, you know, because that particular situation that we're talking about, I was like, no, I, I feel like you're wrong. And she was just like, I don't, I, I just don't think that you're right. I can't believe you don't have my back on this. I was like, because you're wrong. Like reread it. Look, look back at it again. This is me. Like just being 100% honest with you. Like this, this thing is like, you like, don't realize that you can play into that as well. You could have been manipulated and gaslighted so long that it's easy for you to push that off on somebody else just because, you know, it worked for you. It, it'll probably, and you can do it unknowingly because that's honestly what I think that Brie was doing in that situation, probably just doing it unknowingly. But it's important to have somebody that lets you know, like, no, that's not what that is. And this is this way. And it's that also important. Back and look. And it's also important. Yeah, to but- the dynamic of the situation, because what that whole situation really came down to was me trying to have control over something that I never had control over. Like, and when you mm-hmm. feel like, cause this is what abusers do when they feel like they're losing control over a situation, that's when they start manipulating gaslighting. It's like, I need reassurance that I have this power. I have this control right. that I am, that mm-hmm. I can handle this. I can do this. This is, and mm-hmm. when you, when I like pulled back another layer of why I was doing that shit, it, It really came down to like me not valuing the other person. It was me wanting my feelings to be heard and to matter and no one else's that that's why Mm -hmm. I was able to gaslight and manipulate someone. That's what it comes down to. It comes down to you not really Mm -hmm. caring about the other person's feelings because your feelings and what you want is that important. Because at the end of the day, I didn't give a damn how he felt at that moment. I wanted to be Mm -hmm. right. I wanted to I wanted to feel good about whatever I was upset about when it, it, it was really my fault. And like, mm-hmm. thank goodness I did have a friend like D and I had a friend like Jen who was like, who, 
and and really the person who I did it to read the fuck out of me. It like hold me so accountable that it it changed the whole narrative. And I was able mm-hmm. to really actually value that other person's feelings and really care. Like we can do it too. You're never, it's like being racist. We're built in a racist ass society. If you're white, you're never going to just never not be racist. You're going to do it, say something one day. It can just happen. We live in abusive ass society. People are manipulator and doing things and stepping on each other's necks to get there. So sometimes to protect yourself, you do some manipulating gaslighting mm-hmm. that shit and you mm-hmm. have to check yourself and be and think do I really actually care about the other person because when I thought I cared about the other person I cared about them in a response to how I felt about me I liked them because of how they made me feel I was definitely mm-hmm. being controlling and all the above and everybody around me held me accountable when I couldn't see it so mm-hmm. that's really what the fuck it comes down to that's it like and you have to work to unlearn it because as much as I don't want these niggas and these niggas want me, sometimes I can be the manipulative, manipulative ass nigga that I'm trying to fight against because I've mm-hmm. dealt with this so long that it's my defense mechanism to not like sometimes I'm trying to not get done dirty so much. I'll do someone dirty so it won't come mm-hmm. back to me first. It's fucked up. Right. It's fucked up. Right. So yeah, I got my ass right. And <laughs> literally, Derek needs to take some responsibility. And mm-hmm. I just really want you guys to, I know this is heavy and abuse is, is a touchy subject because you don't want to look at the person you lay next to or the person you talk to and really think this person is an abuser. It's such a strong word, but I was an abuser. It, I, I did it. I said that. Like I was abusing someone that I cared about because I wasn't caring about them in the right way. That's it. Like, that's it. It, it, I mean, it's fucked up. But if you can admit it and actually work to change something, then you're no longer being abusive. Okay, that's it. Yeah, I cried into my pillow and my friends, they kept they checked on me. And if you want to truly not be a terrible person, you actually have to let go of that power and control you feel like you have over someone. It's fucked mm-hmm. up. Nobody can ever be the blame for what you were doing. Mm-hmm. I know you better speak it. <laughs> I mean, I've been on both sides. <laughs> yeah. And I was telling D, I'm like, how can I possibly, remember I was like, how can I possibly be doing this? Like, I'm a good person. You're like, yeah, you are. But she's still doing this shit. What that doesn't mean you can't be doing what you're doing right now. Like right. it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what and she that said. was. Yeah. And that was I, I'm glad that we had a opportunity to to um or that that was something that we had that we could talk about to where we could, you know, we could I'm gonna say we because I know it wasn't just me. I know Jen talked to you too. But that we could we could talk to you and let you know, like, no, you know, wrong is wrong. And and Bree's thing is is always this. I'm gonna put you on blast for a minute. Is that when stuff don't when you don't necessarily agree with her, he's like, I cannot believe you don't have my back on this. <laughs> I can't believe you taking his side. I'm busy in like, Kenya. No. 
I'm like, well, you know what? Feel how you gonna feel, baby, because I said what I said and I meant it. <laughs> I didn't realize that I did say that shit. I wasn't saying it like you're a bad friend. I was just like, how am I really? No, yeah, I feel, I, I feel like you really thought you really thought that you were right in the situation. And when we said you were wrong, you were just like, I cannot believe. So you're just gonna take his side, and it's like, no, it's not even about sides. It's not about sides. I, I, I know you. So, well, I don't know this person that well, but I can just say from just looking at it, no, I'm not taking the, I'm not taking your side because you're just my best friend because if you're wrong and you're wrong and I'm going to tell you that. And that's, you know, what she needed. And when she finally realized that she could actually, you know, hold herself accountable and give an apology where it was needed and work on change behavior. That's it's, it's important. If you really truly feel that you're wrong, you can change that behavior and, and don't repeat it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you could be an abuser in some situations, but you learn from that so that you, you take that into the next relationship and don't do all those things that you did to somebody previously. That's, that's the mental growth that, you know, we're talking about. It has to happen mentally. It's not just going to be, you know, that's something that you, you have to work on with, within yourself if, if that's what you really want to change so and it's really crazy because abuse really just comes down to wanting to control things that you just can't control I, I just mm-hmm. can't control nothing that that's going to happen next so mm-hmm. I want to be able to have as much power and control over the things that I can and it's yeah. like you really can't because at the end of the day if you treat the people that you love bad they will leave and when they leave, mm-hmm. you can't control that. So what are you doing treating them terrible like this accomplished? Nothing. Right. Just so, so you can say you have that. I got that power at the end of the day, but yes. I don't got this person, but at least I got that power. I didn't lower that down. I didn't I didn't lose my control. And yeah. it's not always about that. And that's definitely yeah. what it was for my ass. Uh Lord, it's so crazy. Like we're we're both Leos, but uh, D is like a Cancer Leo. She's fucking kind, and I'm like a Leo Leo. I'm a I'm a, I'm a tamed Leo. You're a tamed Leo. You know, I went through I went through my my crazy shit, and don't get me wrong, that shit come out sometimes. But for the most part, I have a lot of patience. You know, I'm I'm willing to to talk things out, and you know, I'm I'm really big on communication, and and that sometimes that pulls me down because I'm like so adamant about no let's talk about this let's mm-hmm. talk about this like yeah. I want to talk about it and I have to I'm still learning on that aspect to give people space and allow them to be ready to I can't just force that out you know I know it's yeah we need to communicate that's true but I can't force it out of you you know what I'm saying so I'm still working on that but yeah we're we're like two totally different types of Leos until you know we've met and then you know we do Leo shit but you know yeah and we bailing each other out of jail head ass <laughs> right your titties yeah. are so big they look so good no can you yeah my phone cut out because I got a phone call you- I have been like rejected phone calls left and right no <laughs> I said your titties look so big they look delicious they are so big <laughs> they're so beautiful um yeah i'm just a 
I'm a Leo who I'm I'm sorry, I'm just every bit of it. I can't help it. And I'm I'm really working on it. So if I can work on this shit and hold myself accountable, and thank God I had a nigga who 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 hold held my like ass to the fire. He was not about to play with me. And um mm-hmm. I'm just thankful for so many things because I was able to make this this episode and not be just, oh, men, men, men. It was like, no, abusers, period. Because even me, e- anyone can do it. I just want mm-hmm. to let women know we have been culturally like forced, accepted, and we didn't, we ain't got to no more. But also yeah. don't take the fact that you like were abused so long. It's kind of like, yeah, long. don't, don't, take the fact of you being oppressed to become the oppressor damn bitch that's real all right let's take a break and we're gonna come back with our black sheep of the week of the week black black sheep of the week hey black sheep of the week (laughs) and we're back okay guys my black sheep of the week because i was on recording when all of this happened but i must talk about it my black sheep of the week is Meghan Markle, not only because she came from such a beautiful black woman, but because she had the choice to stay silent and just keep taking the brunt of everything that. What are they, the royals? Yeah. Y'all, I'm like three drinks in. <laughs> everything that the royals did to her, but. Speaking like using your voice is such a big deal. People always mm-hmm. shun black women into like she's complaining or she lying. Look at what happened to Meg the Stallion. If you got any black in you, people are gonna say that you're lying. That's why I always say to believe black women. And it is so powerful that she decided to come out and just both of them and Harry stick by her and just really say, like, no, they treated us fucking awful. I had I never mm-hmm. thought in a million years they would ever come out and, and say anything. I thought they would just let it right. slide. And and they right. dealt with so much, but I just really expected them to keep taking it. And the fact that they stood up and spoke out, I know it happened a while ago, but I had to talk about this because I am just amazed by her every day. I don't care that this woman is mixed. You're not going to get me to act like she ain't black enough. She black, her mama black. She always been for black people. She ain't never hid the fact that she was black. She hides those edges very well, but she is a black woman. <laughs> and I'm proud of her. And yeah, I just have to do it one time just for the, the Oprah stands. What? <laughs> Who is having that conversation? It's the hit. Like, what? <laughs> she made that interview. She was she like, thrown up at a 90 degree <laughs> angle. Because I am just so floored with this. She's like, have they seen my stand? What? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Party favors. I'm going to make this very simple. Abuse is not love. You are not above being an abuser. Please be aware. D, you were the mama. Please give somebody advice this week. What's your party favor? Uh, Continue to grow. Continue to grow. Every day we grow. Every day we evolve. Continue to grow in a positive light. You know, get rid of the negativity. Just continue to grow for the better. Be your best self. Be your best self. Love your best self. Give out love in the best way. Receive love in the best way. All of that. 
Hey, woman, D, you better fucking speak. I love you, best friend. All right. I love you too. Bye, y'all.